Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody. As always, new content drops on Thursday nights, but this week it's dropping on Wednesday as we have an exclusive interview with Anthrax bass player Frank Bello. Those not up to the speed on what happened this past Friday night, Anthrax, Black Label Society, and Hatebreed had a show up here in Rochester, but unfortunately it was canceled after a four-song set by Hatebreed, Black Label never took the stage, neither did Anthrax. The cause, bad support system on the stage, welds broke, tour manager decided, uh uh-uh, bands aren't playing. Let me bring on my metal brother from another mother, Metal Walt. Hey, Walt, what's going on, man? How you doing? Ah, all good, Berno. Um, Yeah, Frank Frank was a great discussion. He uh, really was insightful, just a regular down-to-earth guy, you know, You'll get a kick out of this, uh, talk a little bit about our tri-state area roots and Italian food and a little bit about uh, pre-show workouts, and it was a lot of fun, you know, pointing out to him all of the memorable shows I've seen through the years in the New York State area, and uh, we, we talked about some cool little stories, so fun little, uh, little session, and uh, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it was good. You know, we've talked with Frank a couple times. He's a real cool dude. After the show Friday night, I actually texted him and asked him if we could do an impromptu interview then and there. He said, uh, things were upside down. Everything's crazy. But he said, you know, we'll be in touch. And he's a man of his word. And we're in touch. First, though, I want to uh, remind you to get to the website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Join our community. Coming up later in the fall, we're going to be pivoting to an exclusive club with exclusive content and special offers to those in the ROC community. And one of those, I want to just read this before we get into this. We have a listener, Sam Bean. Sam Bean 666 writes, Hey, I love the show. I listen every week. You guys have great content and it's very informative and entertaining. Thanks for having such an awesome show. Well, Sam, thank you. We appreciate you taking the time to actually send an email and tell us, hey, you're going in the right direction. And if it makes your uh, you know, your life a little more fun and you enjoy it, a chance to escape, that's all we're doing here, gang. We're no better than anyone else. We're just out here to pump up the content, talk metal, and you know, try to have some fun along the way. So Sam Bean, thank you and stay in touch. All right, well, let's get into this. Frank Bello, Anthrax, live from Quebec. He's on the tour bus, gives us the lowdown on the canceled Rochester show, and we take a walk down heavy metal memory lane. I'm the Vernomatic, my co-host, Metal Walt from New Jersey. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Live from the road up in Canada, I believe, Frank Bello. Hey, Frank, thanks for joining us quickly today. 
I, yeah, so thank you for having me. I'm sorry. We had a little mishap with the internet, but now we're back in live. And I'm in the back of the tour bus, which I think should stay quiet. Who knows? Um, we're playing the amphitheater, Three Rivers Amphitheater tonight, up here near, near Montreal, about an hour out. And it got very loud while I was attempting to do the interview. So I ran over here. So uh, obviously I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'd like to introduce uh, my co-host tonight, my good friend Metal Walt from New Jersey. Yeah, baby. Hey, Frank. We're broadcasting from the other side of the uh, GW Bridge and the tunnel. We've probably been at Wohops down in uh, Chinatown on Mott Street at some point in time together. I know New Jersey very well. My wife is from uh, Jersey City, so I've gotten lost in every, every exit over there, so no big deal. When my wife and I met, she lived in Jersey City in the Heights up off Kennedy Boulevards. Yeah, okay. I know Ken- I've gotten tickets on Kennedy Boulevard. It's great. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, maybe there's a connection there. Maybe Teresa and Anna somehow, you know, are their friends. Tri state area, Italian American connection. That's just how it goes. That's the way it works. Frank, uh, congratulations on the tour. We're here today to do a little uh, house cleaning. We're from yeah. Rochester, New York. We need to know the backstory, what happened up in Rochester last Friday night. Share as the much real? the real Absolutely. story. Don't hold anything back. No, I'll give it to you straight. Hey, look, we were ready to play. We were ready to play. Getting, I was literally stretching out for the show. Yeah. Um, our guys, it was a safety thing. They said the stage is sinking, literally sinking. As our friends Hayfree were playing, I think I think Jamie even said it on stage. He did. The stage was, was sinking, Where and then they went underneath the stage. They have all proof here. They have a lot of pictures they had to take because of the show. Um they were breaking. I mean, things were not safe to hold the gear and the band. So, look, this we came all the way up there. We wanted to play. We were dying to play. Two hours, I'm stretching for the show already, and our guy, our tour manager comes in, I can't put you on that stage because it was a danger for everybody, not only us, not only the band, but the, cr- the crowd. We can't do that. So it was a liability. We had no choice. We, even if we wanted to play, we had no choice. Things were going to break. They showed us the crack. There were cracked pieces mm-hmm. underneath the stage. They have documented like pictures. And look, you, you know us, man. We don't cancel shows unless it, it's serious. Yeah. Um, and plus, we we had because of sickness like a couple of weeks ago. We had to put a couple of shows down. So the last thing we went through was cancel another show. We it was out of our hands. So we feel bad for everybody. Believe me, I want to come back. I want to do it right. Uh, we all do. We all because we were there all day hanging out. I went. I went down and walked in the streets. I had some coffee in the great coffee shop. And all of a sudden, there's no show. So it's kind of, you know, ah, what happened, man? You know? Well, I got a couple questions. Um, whose stage is it? Who's responsible for it? And how did how did something like that happen? Did it happen while Jamie and Hapreed were playing? Because they only played. I was there. And it was hot as fuck. It was like 200 degrees in there. So how does that happen? I don't, quite honestly, dude, as I'm talking to you right now, honestly, all I can do is be honest with this. All I know is I was stretching for the shows two hours before the shit, the show, ready? As I do, I, I get a pre-warm-up and stuff, get going, get your blood up and all that. And out of nowhere, I because we, it, look, they did line checks and everything. All of a sudden, apparently, somebody came in and says, the, the, the stage is sinking in. That's all I heard. And then they took it. The powers that be took it from there, and it's beyond the band at that point. You know, it's 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 safety, all that stuff. All I can just tell you as a band member, um, I felt I felt like shit. Like I can't believe we're not going to be able to play. You know, at two hours, what three hours, whatever it was, 
you know, getting hyped for the show all day, hanging out, and all of a sudden you just can't do it because of something like that. I just felt bad for, for the fans, for everybody there. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened with the stage, to be honest with you. But that, that's all I was told. All right. Well, you know what? That's uh, got it from the source. So maybe chalk it up for bad luck, bad timing. Maybe it whatever was- things happen, things happen. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, the stage. They they told us that the stage wasn't safe enough for us to play. That's all we know. And that's that's as honest as I could be with you. So yep. whatever that means, um, I, I don't know. To be honest, all I know is I'm I'm the bass player in Anthrax. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do a job. I, that's 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 beyond my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. We're gonna put this story to rest, but I do want to give props to my fellow metalheads in Rochester. For not Absolutely. not going GNR, not you know right. causing a ruckus outside. Thank I do have some friends that work local, and they said some you know knuckleheads were trying to jump the barrier backstage, uh, like you know is. where outside the armory. But you know, hey, uh, if there was a consolation, it was we didn't have to um, stay in that heat box because it was yeah, brutal. It was it was, it was hot, but you know what? That would have been a pleasure if it all worked out. I love sweating, so I, <laughs> you want to give you want to give a good show. You want to, yeah. At the end of the day, everybody feels bad about it, right? Things happen. This is life. Look, we're lucky enough to be playing during COVID time. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. You guys, all our fans, we you know we love you, the fans in Rochester, as we do everywhere else. We'll be back. You know that. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, and we'll, we'll do it right, and everything will be taken care of, and we'll have a great rocket show. How about that? All right, put the rest. Thank you. Uh, Metal Walt, you got a list of stuff. Where do you want to go with Frank? What do you got to ask him? Yeah, so, you know, Frank, maybe just uh, in a casual sense, like I believe this is the first uh, full tour you guys have been since COVID, correct? So just give the yeah, listeners a, uh, a flavor. How's the tour been? Like, how's it, how is it after all this time to get ran up for a tour and you got to get your bodies in shape and practice, get in the mental space, get on the road, you know? And then next thing you know, it's 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 over. I mean, Right? Yeah. Dude, great question. Um, to be honest, you know, I don't care how much workout you do. Like, I'm a yoga guy and all, because I have to be, because my, you know, my back and all that stuff. Uh, I don't care how much working out you do at home. The stage is a different animal. So it took me a couple of shows to get into, you know, stretching, all that other stuff. And uh, this tour has been great. Um, number one, the capacity of people, there's so many people coming out to these shows. If it's not sold out, it's usually packed. It's, it's so it's been a great run attendance wise. So people are coming out to shows, which is really great to see. Being safe, being careful, having a good time, right? Um, the shows, uh, the three bands. This is for me. It's just a great package because we're all friends. Uh, uh, and we know these guys forever. The hate breed guys, you know, Black Label. So it's it's a very fun atmosphere backstage, and then we all watch each other's shows and cheer each other on. So it's a great great vibe and I'm, I'm kind of sorry to see it end because it's done so well and we've had such a blast uh like we we end this uh this sunday in philly philadelphia for this but there's even talk already because it's done so well about another leg sometime in the future so i hope i hope we do that so what walt are you uh doing the coney island show this weekend yeah yeah so frank i wanted to ask you about that one because that's the local yeah, show down right. here by us and on friday I mean, that's a homecoming show for you of sorts. I mean, I'm psyched for that one. I mean, out on the boardwalk on the, you know, Coney Island, you got the Cyclone and the big uh, Ferris wheel in the, in the, in the sky. And, you know, it just it takes me back to all the shows I've seen you guys through the last 20, 30 years in the clubs. And, I mean, you're really right down the street from Lemoore. So 
Tell us, yeah. so there's got to be a side of the band that's really, really looking forward to this show on Friday night, right on the beach and the outside and all that other stuff. Tell us about what? that I'll one. Be honest, I'll be honest with you, bro. It's it's fun. You think about a New York show, the homecoming, you want to know the big, the biggest issue is the big pain in the ass that the guest list is. That's, that is because I don't care, you know, where we play in New York, some, somebody from my family is going to be mad at me. That, that's the bottom line because they didn't get on the right pass. They didn't get, you know, this is a, this is a COVID tour, so we're being careful about. We have what they call a bubble touring, so nobody's allowed backstage. So how many people? It's just to keep safe, right? So how many people are going to be upset that they can't be here and they don't have the right seat, they don't have the right pass? So I, the stress of that alone, I love playing the show. The guest list, fucking hate it. <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass. The guest list because family, friends, who's who's going to be mad at you? Who, who doesn't get the right whatever? Who cares? I, that, I just want to play the show, honestly, because I, I, I think it's going to be great. I've never been, and here's a New Yorker speaking, I've never been to Coney Island in my life. You've never been right? to Coney Island? I've never been to Coney Island in my life. Funny enough, I, I mean, I'm looking, I'm thinking back, I can't remember a time, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I heard this is a great place to play. I, you know, again, from my, it's about, It'll be at least an hour to an hour and a half to my from my house to this place. So I'll be coming. I'm gonna. I have a day off tomorrow, so I'm gonna go home for the day, and then uh, go to the show on, and see my family, and uh, and then go to the show on Friday. Any uh, anything special planned for Friday? You know, maybe pull out a couple rarities. Well, we're talking like about that? some things. We're, we're, we're talking about some fun things, but uh, it wouldn't be fun if I if I told you now, right? But there are some <laughs> there are some extra stuff going on there. There's some extra stuff going on that we're planning that we hope that comes through for us. We'll see. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Speaking of extra stuff. So you end this tour and then you get over to the UK and we're doing an abbreviated or uh, the 41st year celebrating the 40 year of (laughs) anthrax quickly regroup and tell us what's going on with the anthrax camp, the new album, the tour overseas, who are you touring with? What's the plans for the fall with all that? Same package? Uh, no, no, we're going over Municipal Waste. You know Municipal Waste? Yep, Great yep, band. Yep. Yeah, and as of now, I just heard yesterday, our friends in Sworn Enemy have been added, which is awesome. They're good friends of mine also. So it's um, it's a it's a great package over there. Um, you know, it's funny because I'm still on this. Thinking of that, <laughs> it's like two different worlds. All I'm looking forward to is that, that little span of time to be with my family for a little while and then jumping right back on a plane. But I don't mind it because it's been a long time. Our UK, UK fans are awesome, so European fans are great. Uh, it's it's always been fun. We uh, we haven't been there in forever. It feels like uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's 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 weird. I got to be honest with you. Getting back into the flow of touring, right after what we've all been through, all of a sudden there's another tour that you you know. And these days, guys, you know this. These days, something like a tour could be pulled out right underneath you. You have no idea from the bigger powers that be than us, but, you, know, you know, and we, we have no idea about it, but we're hoping everything goes straight, right? We're hoping everything runs, right? So, but we don't know because it's such a crazy world right now. That's, it's a great point because I just read the background on that postponed Striper tour. They had a tour booked, but they had to pull out of it until 20, spring of 23 or next summer because there's no buses. The, 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 the buses are three times as much. The availability, they could literally not afford to do it in this landscape. 
Have you guys ran into some of those supply chain problems with uh, buses, uh, union people working, putting on the shows? Yeah, dude, as we're talking right now, I have no idea. I hope right now I have my ticket to the UK. (laughs) I know I have a plane ticket that gets me there. I can't tell the future as you can tell. None of us know what can be pulled out from whenever because that's touring in 2020. The real truth of it all is 2022 touring is unbeknown, unbeknownst to all of us. It really is because it's it's bigger than us, this whole thing where yeah, you're talking monies and stuff like that, promoters. It, it gets into that other side of the business side. Mm-hmm. We want to play. We, I can tell you the band is hungry as hell to play, but we want everything to work, but sometimes things don't. And so I'm going, as we speak today, I'm hoping that I can get on the plane to UK and play, right? But I, I, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching to play. But uh, I don't look too close, too far ahead now because of the environment we're in. You know. Yeah. But I, I know, I know it's booked. I want to rock out. I want to have a great time. But um, look, um, when uh, hopefully things get better for everybody soon. You know. And I know those guys in Striper. They're great guys. They're nice guys. I understand it. I do. I want to expand on what Walt asked you about getting back into the flow of things. It's a personal yeah. question. After all that yeah. time home with your son, Anthony and Teresa, did oh, they, what's that? My son is Brandon. Oh, Brandon, your brother, your late brother. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, good. Did, were they like, oh, okay, dad pops, you know, <laughs> it's time for you to get back on the road, even though you can't. And, you know, hey, hey, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys at home. I tried to become Mr. Fix-It, which I am not. I suck. I suck. I realize how much of... I'm a musician, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my hands other than playing bass. So I tried everything in the house. I, I can't touch... Look, my wife forbids me to try to touch electric and plumbing, right? Because that's just dangerous stuff. But everything else I've tried and broken pretty much everything in the house and I had to hire a person to come fix my ass. That's exactly what's going on. So, but that that whole thing it was it was great being home with the family that long. But, but, Anthrax is a touring live band. Yeah. And the problem is not, you know, this is the longest we've ever had off. We've never done this, right? Um, that to have this little flavor back of touring, being in the tour bus as I am right now, is great. And you really, you really get to really see how grateful and how lucky we are to do this. And so. Yeah, it's it's great to to be home with the family, but at the same time, this is what we do. So it's really nice to get back, and I can't wait to get back. But we don't have to worry about the next phase or the next, you know, sickness that's going to come out. And because everybody's tired of that, we're all tired of it. We all just want to live our lives now. So hopefully, we can get back to that in a real way where the monies and all that stuff work out for everybody, all the bands. I want everybody to get out there and play again and watch great shows. I think it's important. To the flip side, while you guys, we were all quarantined, you're happy to get out on the road because while we couldn't go see artists like you during quarantine, (laughs) knuckleheads like us started a podcast (laughs) because we had nothing else to do. It picked out our old concert t-shirts and our old ticket stubs and our old bootleg tapes. And we revisited the past and that's, you know what we got, we're just as excited to have this new form out there now too. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys are spreading the word. That's the way I look at it. You're, you're like the ambassadors of this stuff. I Look, I, I just never forget I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan first. I, I would never forget that. And 
I'll die a fan. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to play in this band and write music for people that they like, and that's all great. I'm very grateful for that. But I'll always be a fan. And so when we connect like we are right now, you you guys and, and me right now, I think that's great. We're just, we're just three fans talking, right? I think that's great about the music that's been so good to us. Um, I, 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 I love this. I'll never... I'll never forget where I came from. I think it's very important. Well, thank you because, you know, we do a lot of this. We're sell- we're approaching our four-year anniversary and we've taken- Congratulations. Thank you. And we, we, you know, it started as, you know, a couple knuckleheads talking, but yeah. it's really grown to, you know, we've spoken a few times and it's, we, we do the, you know, the bigger guys. And like last week, we, I sat down with uh, Dave Overkill from Destructor. And no, if you cool. remember Destructor from back in the day, and these guys yeah, are still doing it. They're in Mexico with Nasty Savage. And that's awesome. It that's is awesome. awesome, man. But Metal Waltz taking a walk down heavy metal memory lane. Waltz, show show Frank what you have from the vaults. Well, well, before I show him what's in the vaults, you made a point earlier, Frank, where you said to the Rochester fans, don't worry, it's a, shit, it's a shitty situation and a bummer, but we'll be back. So I looked at my Excel file and list of how many Anthrax shows I've attended amongst the other billion metal shows. And believe it or not, I've seen you guys 22 times. Wow, dude. Well, thank you. That's, incredible. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. Thank you. All. Very cool, man. And, 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 I, and I want to make a couple of remarks to some of the shows I've seen because there were a lot of special ones. And I'm sure I'd love to get some of your, your comments on some of these. But I will pull this one out. This one is in I my closet. You know, you're not on my screen. Just so you know, I can't see you on my screen. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, I'm holding up the uh, the Satan's Lounge Band shirt from Lemoore, uh, dated December 1989. I was at the one with the snowstorm, if you recall, yes. there were Friday and Saturday night, and there was a blizzard. Yes. I was at that one, and I got there through the roads of Jersey. I was 19 years old, so that was just wow. one special show. But uh, that's, that's listen, crazy. You've, you guys have done a lot of special shows in New York area. That one was uh that one was definitely a special one i saw you more recently play the saint vitus bar if you remember the saint vitus bar gig that you did that was a good one um i was at the new york steel show right after 9 11 so tell us some of these tell us about some of these gigs your memories of them you know the great thing about those kind of shows the satan's lounge bands those are secret shows but everybody knew about it right it was always always fun you put some different songs in the set list, you know, but all of a sudden it becomes this really cool thing. The vibe in that place, even though it was a crazy storm outside, was so intense. I remember that specifically. It was insane. Those are great shows, great shows. Um, so Gilda's Place, we did um, uh, the one in Brooklyn, uh, which was awesome. That was uh, for a great cause. Um, there's been, there's you were been doing a lot the, of covers, uh, the covers album that time around, too. You were pulling out some different ones on that. I remember you pulling off me and nights at the show I saw and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a good one. And the, the fun thing about that is, is pulling out those songs to make it a little extra special. And you're just seeing what we do in soundcheck and stuff. It's that, that when we jam with anthrax, the band jams, we'll jam anything, but it seems like anything but anthrax until we have to. Right. Uh, because this is the stuff we grew up on and we're fans of. Again, you're talking about a bunch of guys in a band that are just fans of the music and love it to death. So why not just keep pouring it out there, right? So tell us about the new Anthrax that's coming out. I've heard some quotes lately, I think by yourself, saying, listen, we're not going to release it until it's ready and you're taking some time. Right. Probably the person that set this interview up, Heidi, would kill me, our publicist. I, she says she would kill me if I kept talking about it. But I, but I can tell you this. Yeah. Yes, there will be an Anthrax record when it's ready. 
<laughs> and when, when, we, when we have time to get together, because this COVID thing really put a damper on everything, we like to get together and jam, you know, and make sure the songs are right. And uh, and we, we, we do have um, a number of songs that are, I'm very excited about. And uh, yes, there will be, it's very heavy, very what we want it to be. Very psyched about the future. Uh, I'm psyched. And you're right about Heidi. I've spoken with her a couple of times. But listen, <laughs> I'm, I, I've watched some videos of yours and you're normally down in your uh, cave in your basement. And I notice you have some kiss memorabilia there. Right, I don't know if you. you're familiar with uh, Gene Simmons money bag soda. Are of you course I am. Of course. I actually have uh, somebody just gave me a bottle. I have it in my dressing room case. Uh, well, good, because I've become friends with the two Niagara Falls bottlers that teamed up with Gene. They're two brothers. They're two brothers that were Kiss fans, met Gene somewhere, gave him a card. Next day, Gene's calling him up, and now, you know, they're partners in Moneybag. So I was going <laughs> to, you know, I, I wasn't sure if you had any. We we're going to send you some if uh, yeah. oh, you needed yeah, some. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll always take it because, look, I'm a fan of Gene, obviously. He wrote the book to my book. Um, you know, he's one of the best um, heroes of my in, in my life. Yeah. Uh, He's always been there for anthrax. He's always been a, a proponent of anthrax. He's, a, he's just one of those. We actually have him in the. We have a video that runs before the before the show. He's actually in it, uh, talking about anthrax in a very real, uh, beautiful way. Um, so Gene Kiss, you guys know how big yep. a Kiss fans. Yeah, yeah. We're diehard, and how many covers of Kiss songs we've done? <laughs> it's been it's been quite the. We could do probably do a whole record of Kiss covers that we have out already. Well, besides being the gateway to metalheads across the world, it's in the New York City DNA. I think, oh, yeah. you know, you guys. And the last time we talked, you shared all those stories about hanging outside the recording studio. That's legendary. So. Yeah. Hey, Frank, uh, on the Gene Simmons note, um, I remember the first time you came through New York City with John Bush. Um, yep. that you played a little club called The Grand that I remember seeing Gene walk up at the end. And he kind of just came yeah. out and he got right behind you, you know, about six feet tall, yeah. two. And he just, I think he got up there and you played bass and he just sung, I think it was either she or Parasite right behind you. Yeah. So that was another I one remember. of those memories, right? Yeah, great memory, dude. Yeah. It's funny. You just mentioned John Bush. Today's his actual birthday. I already texted him. Happy birthday, John Bush. Oh, yeah. He's still one of the best people on, on the earth. I love him. I was excited that you're including uh, only in the set this fall. Or this summer in. I gotta be honest, man. It's going over great. People will love it. I mean, they sing this song more than I mean, louder than us, which is awesome. So have fun with it. So it's a long time coming. We wanted to mix up the set, which people are really finding refreshing on this on this uh, tour. There's a lot of different kind of uh, eras we, we we went into, uh, which was nice. Uh, people are really digging the set, including us. Well, uh, we're gonna let you get going because you gotta get ready for the uh, Quebec show. Any parting shots? People of Rochester, we will be back. Look, it, it broke our hearts. Believe me, we were. If I was stretching for the show, you know, we were ready for the yeah. show. Unfortunately, things happen in this life that we can't control. But we will be back harder than ever, of course. And we'll we'll do it right, right? We'll get it right, and we'll have a great time. You've always been there for us. We'll be there for you always, as usual. So let's have a good time. I'll let Walt say goodbye. Safe travels. Good luck. I hope the shows work, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you, too, bro. Frank, it was great talking to you, bud. Good. I feel like that New York, New Jersey connection was right there. And uh, good luck the rest of the tour. And I will see you at some point, I'm sure. Okay, man. You take care of yourself. Be safe, guys, okay? You too, buddy. Thanks. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. See ya. Cheers.
Metal for life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.